Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. everybody and welcome back to the three angry gamers podcast i'm your host curtis with me as always is dennis and jamie how you two doing sleepy yeah <laughs> i'm feeling great <laughs> i uh you know full disclosure we uh survived the daylight savings time uh barely. we did it we did it <laughs> Team effort. Uh, this whole thing just is nonsense it's just this idea that like you you gain a couple hours and then lose them. I'm like, it's just dumb. Like we just this, this is the game mm-hmm. mechanics on life are dumb. We need to like redo it in a sequel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we're here to talk about some video games. Uh, although I'm definitely gonna sound a little more tired than usual because I pushed myself. <laughs> Bless me. Bless. Stay up a little late. Bless you. Last night. Thank you. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, as always, we'll talk about the no-cost games. These are games that either you don't have to pay anything additional for, for the case of PlayStation Plus, or they're completely free if you're getting something off the Epic Game Store. Um, in this case, uh, PlayStation Plus, no changes over the last time, but uh, for Epic Game Store, the big game that they're uh, giving out for free this week is Surviving Mars, which you may think, Wait, is this this game Dennis has talked about before? And the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, you said this game was pretty good, right? Yeah, it's a free game. Just get it. It's solid. You know, if you like... Um... One of those, like, I guess, I've never played Factorio, but it's, like, sort of like those, if you like, just sort of rts building your colony kind of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then having automation take care of stuff. Mm. Do it. It's great. I'm trying to think of, like, the last game like that that I played. It was probably the one that had the big fire in the center and you had to build around it. Oh, yeah. That's another one of those. Uh, the, 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 the Frostpunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one too. Which I do love Frostpunk. So, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. I I might check that out. I feel like that's a game that I have to be in a mood for. Like I have to be in a mood for building things. 
and most times I'm in the mood for destroying things. So, <laughs> uh, and then the next game is the fall, which looks like a side scroller. Um, cool. Apparently it was like game of the year, 2014 for a few publications. So, all right, cool. Uh, yeah. On to some news. Uh, apparently a new switch is coming capable of 4k resolution and it will have a larger screen. Uh, in other words, Nintendo oh. is slightly getting with the times. So, yay. <laughs> wow, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, the 4K makes sense. They've they've been behind on that for such a long time. And 4K is now the norm. I mean, hell, you could even, like, they're even talking about, like, 8K and all that other stuff. Like, it's, it's just crazy. But, you know, sure. I think uh, Nintendo is a company that always is like one step behind everybody else in these in this regard. So uh, this will bring them up to modern times. The bigger screen, though, I mean, I have a little bit of an issue with this in that the Switch is obviously like meant to be taken with you. Like you can take it on the go or whatever. Once you mm-hmm. start having like a bigger screen, like doesn't that... Uh, to me, that kind of seems like a little like it will make it more clunkier to like carry it around. Where, like as it is now, like I think the per- the switch is a good size to like just throw in a backpack or something. But like, if you increase its screen size, like you're gonna have to like get like a separate carrying case to take it with you on the go. Like, uh, I just I'm I w- kind of curious about that. I wonder if the hardware will be about the same size, but they'll they'll be able to like improve the bezel on the side so that it won't be like as much dead space on the edges of the screen. Cause I mean, the switch has like, I don't know, like a quarter inch on either top or bottom, right? Like something like that. Um, So maybe it'll just improve that and it'll be like a minimal screen size increase. But if it's like significantly larger, yeah, I don't think we need that. Uh, It's a handheld for a reason. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it just seems like you're just (laughs) increasing the size and like, that's just gonna make it harder for people to take it with them, but it'd be like an iPad with like controllers on the side. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I need that. <laughs> It'll be like the size of like your laptop screen, and you're just like carrying it around. You're just like, okay, like this isn't really yeah. anywhere. Hmm. But um, I don't know. I I guess I kind of have to see like how big the screen is, and also to like I guess the question is like, would you even consider upgrading to this, or are you fine with your current switch? Yeah, if if they are truly, from what I saw, like the rumors were saying that it's going to be more like PS4 level uh, processing and stuff. And if that's the case, then yes, I would absolutely upgrade uh, just mm-hmm. because the the Switch is fine. Uh, but there are a couple games here and there that do not perform super awesome. So like if, if it's going to play all the old games, but better and... and uh, uh, you know, just run everything at a higher resolution. Yeah, I'll, I'll upgrade. Yeah, I don't personally think I would upgrade a because I don't play my Switch that much, and b like if I want 4K, I play on my computer or play on my PS4 Pro. Like, it, <laughs> it just seems like if I did make that upgrade, it would just probably not get that much use. But I don't know. That also depends too. Like they've got those new Pokemon games coming out. Like, what if that new Pokemon Legends Arceus? They're like, hey, you can only play this on that. That would that would suck. But that yeah, would also probably get me tough. If I'm being honest, it's like I'd be like, fine, Nintendo, you got my money. <laughs> that I have that worry about uh, the Zelda Breath of the Wild two being like a Switch Pro 
you know, exclusive or something like that, or won't run great on the old switch. Who knows? So if that's the case, I will, yeah, have to make that upgrade. Yeah. Quicker. Um, cool. And Dennis, you're like, yeah, don't need it. Yeah. If I were to get any switch at all, I'd actually prefer the, the one that doesn't have this one, the, the controllers that slide off. Was it the switch the, go or something? The light. Yeah. yeah. Light. light. Yeah, I prefer that. Well, that one's like almost universally designed to be like, yeah, just on the go. Like you're not. I don't think you can play that on your TV, can you? No, there, there's no dock uh, connection mm -hmm. on it, at least uh, right. yet. I mean, they might, maybe they'll make an adapter or something for it, but they uh, right now you can only play handheld, which is fine. Like I don't necessarily yeah. need it to, but I, I just think it's kind of interesting that it kind of exists a little bit in that, like space where you can be like okay cool so um all right the next bit of news halo infinite's gameplay director troy mashburn revealed absolutely you can push things off the edge it's going to be difficult but if you can manage to time it right you're going to see it referring to the fact that you can mm -hmm. like hypothetically push an enemy or object off the halo like ring like you can see it just Map? like float off into space oh yeah. right because halo is a ring oh okay yeah and he yeah. also confirmed that That's there's cool. not going to be dual wielding in the game which mm. i don't know about what? you guys but when i play halo i don't dual wield what? that much so. yeah what yeah else? no but it still seems weird something they've had in the series since day one that they would take it out right that was in the first one maybe it, was it wasn't in, it was in the second no it was added definitely was in the second yeah. one yeah yeah all right yeah. Okay, and, then I'm less upset about it. <laughs> and apparently you won't be able to play as an elite. Like, you're just going to be playing mm -hmm. as Master Chief. Which, again, I'm that's like, fine. that's fine. I, I yeah. do. Yeah. Don't really mind. They could add it in later, maybe as a DLC or something. Yeah. You know? No Keith David Arbiter this time. No. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, I was reading that, I was thinking, like, Halo Infinite's already got so much, like, bad press and publicity. Could you imagine if, like, two hours into the uh, campaign they're like by the way you're not playing as master chief you're playing as like a elite assassin oh. <laughs> like, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was... shooting themselves yeah it, well, you're gonna be playing as a grunt from you know, some random squad of aliens <laughs> you're gonna play as this random dude that's been hanging out with master chief in the trailers like <laughs> probably is like not combat prowess at all mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah these are all things i don't really mind the pushing things off the halo ring is kind of cool i wonder if that would apply to multiplayer as well like be kind of cool if you could just like somehow like melee a dude so hard that he just like goes flying off the halo ring i don't know hmm. i imagine there's more to it than that but like I'm yeah well, i'm curious how like big the map's gonna be for you to be able to go from one end to the halo to the other to to do something hmm. like that like yeah, I, and also, like, kind of makes you wonder, like, does that mean, like, maybe you can go into space or, like, close to, like... Right. Like, if it's if you can push something that far, hypothetically, you could also go for that far yourself in, like, a Banshee or something like that, right? So, mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I'm getting, like, slightly more interested in Halo Infinite, so... But, yeah. Um, cool. 
uh, Gordon Hall, who's the founder of the studio that became Rockstar Leeds, and he was co-producer on Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars, passed away at the age of 51. It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah. He worked on some that few games. Pretty young. That's uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. And also, too, like, he worked on a lot of, like, L.A. Noir, um, mm. the original Red Dead Redemption. So he, mm. he was pretty pretty uh, prominent in that team there and developments on those games. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, that's young. Like, 51 is, like, pretty middle age when you think about it. So, um, yeah. But uh, on to some better news in terms of, like, just positivity. There's a new Aliens game coming out called Aliens Fireteam. Uh, did you guys watch the trailer and gameplay for this? Yeah, it looked kind of like Aliens meets Left 4 Dead, kind of, right? Like, yeah, hordes of aliens with colonial marines. I was pretty into it. I know, like... I, per- I liked the Alien Isolation horror game, but this is like Alien action game, which uh, I'm, I'm all about that. It seems pretty cool. Well, like I know Aliens, the movie, is more of an action movie than yep. a horror movie. So like right. it was kind of interesting that they called this Aliens because it kind of like to me says like, yeah, this is more of like an action kind of thing. Right. Uh, this game looks so fucking cool. I, I'm I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I I love the Alien franchise. I love this idea of like a multiplayer thing. I don't know if people can play as the aliens or like how yeah. it work. Like because I know in Left 4 Dead, like you can play as those like super zombies or whatever. It would be kind of interesting if like someone could play as an alien queen or somebody could play as like you know, some souped up kind of alien. So I don't know how exactly that works, but yeah, it does mm. seem like a co-op multiplayer um, game. And it's being developed by one of Disney's video game studios, which is interesting. So, hmm. but uh, there's already a, uh, a page on uh, steam. You can pre-order it or add it to your watch list. So Yeah. I'm going to probably, I'm definitely picking this up. I'm just debating whether I want to get it on console or PC. And Did they have a date for it? Uh, no, they just have a window of summer this year. So. Oh, that's not too far away. That's no. Cool. Um, but I was thinking too, like you could totally like add in like skins for like people from the movies, like Ripley or Hicks or whatever else. Like. If you want, really wanted to, like there, there could be ways you could just like flush this game out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting stupidly excited for this game, and yeah, cool. Um, uh, Naughty Dog, they're hiring for a multiplayer game that they say is being built for robust longevity. Mm-hmm. So, oh no. <laughs> that doesn't sound good to me. Uncharted <laughs> Destiny. Yep, here we go. Yeah, some sort of <laughs> looter shooter MMO. One of those. Oh no. It's obviously going to be Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't. Know. I would like for. Well, this... actually, you might be right. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, sort of like, like what Daisy exactly this could be, because like it could be mm-hmm. like either something to do with the existing franchise or maybe they're just making like an original multiplayer game like that, that that's true 
That's true. Didn't they say at one point like, "Oh, Left or uh, Last of Us Two won't have multiplayer," but like that's not to say there won't be a Last of Us Two multiplayer thing at some point. Like maybe maybe this is like some sort of uh, what's the word co-op kind of thing uh, or like you know larger PvP centric thing that they're going to put in there in that universe. Like, I don't know. It could be cool. Yeah. Uh, I imagine too that like there's gonna be a lot of cases of people being like, if it was Last of Us, people just being like, already didn't like Last of Us too. There was a lot of people who hated that game, and then like, I don't know. I think like a Last of Us anything right now is probably a bad idea. If I'm being completely honest, I just I think people got too burned on that for people to be necessarily invested in like checking it out again. If it comes out around the time the show comes out, though, they get that cross promotion. It could could do well. It also could be like something like a Marvel game, something like that too. Like mm. obviously, like Sony has been working with Marvel for Spider Man. I I'm just thinking it would be kind of interesting if it was like some sort of like multiplayer Marvel game or something like that. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. But PlayStation I- All Stars too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what everyone needs. Oh boy! <laughs> I just remember if you ever played as Kratos in that game, you pretty much won the game. Like that was it. <laughs> game over. Uh, cool. And then final bit of news: there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game coming called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, announced for PC and consoles, developed by members of the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game team. So. This looks this looks pretty cool actually. Like Yeah, um, I agree. I I'm on board for this. Uh this seems like the kind of game that like you would like just play with a bunch of buddies. It's it's Ninja Troll, so obviously everyone's got their favorites. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Looks looks pretty cool. I, I'm on board for this. Um, yeah, it uh, when they the trailer came out, like I was like, oh man, they just remade the arcade game, and I was like, oh no, it's a totally different thing. So like, it was cool that they kept like the aesthetics of the older arcade sixteen bit era, but like definitely are you know putting their own enemies and and their own twist on it. So it looked it looked pretty cool. The sprite animation looks great. Man, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks really like retro, but at the same time too, it does feel pretty like robust. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's like the kind of game that like if you get a good uh, group of people together, it could be a lot of fun. So, all right, uh, that's it for news. Not a heck of a lot this week. Let's get on to what we've been playing. Um, uh, I'll start us off this week. We got uh, Bravely Default to. Uh, I finally finished that game, and boy, was it a meaty RPG. Uh, I think I talked about this last time, but it's pretty much like a classical turn-based RPG. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Uh, I think I was sitting at like around an eight last time, but like some story stuff kind of like raised it, and there were some cool mechanics that kind of pop up later on in the game. So for me, I'm sitting more now at like a nine out of ten. I actually quite enjoyed this. Uh, if you're a fan of classical RPGs, you're probably going to enjoy this quite a bit. So yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. That's out on the Switch. So uh, 
Next up is Loop Hero. Loop Hero is the new roguelike RPG. Um, this It's kind of a hard game to describe in a lot of ways because it goes on forever. It hypothetically doesn't end. Um, you Basically, you, you're in charge of a world that, like, uh, you kind of, like, put down cards that, like, kind of control where you're hero goes so it's kind of like a tough game to like get into the mechanics of but um it's it's basically you like you're basically it's a roguelike in that like if you fail you have to like start all over but like yeah it's almost like one of those like top down um management games where like you sort of manage like the world that people are existing in it's it's a trippy ass game and I I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Um, there's a bunch of different classes and cards that you can use and kind of like each play differently than the other. Um, so it's got a ton of replayability and um, yeah, it's also tough uh, a lot of the times too, but the art's really great. I do love the art for it. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to say too much without spoiling some of the story stuff about it, but like, mm-hmm. Uh, I I'd give this like a ten out of ten. This game is like oh, wow. really good. Um, it it's not gonna be for everyone, and I think like there's gonna be a big hurdle to like learn the mechanics of the game. Even me describing it, like I feel like I'm not doing it justice. But... So the gameplay is pretty much like you put down the cards to build the world, and then it just kind of auto goes right. Like you yes. you just you just let your dude walk around this loop and he fights monsters until he dies. Kind of. Okay. So like, yeah, you're almost, you're also like placing down like, uh, enemies as well. Buildings, terrain, like you're managing all of that. And, um, yeah, It, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, it's really, sounds like a lot of min maxing to like, kind of get like the best, materials and items you can get while being able to like beat the enemies as easily as possible so you gotta try to find that sweet spot in between you know playing hard enemies and yeah yeah i was super interested in it (laughs) yeah it's um it kind of reminds me of like those um those games like tower defense games it kind of reminds me a little bit of that like there's some elements of that but also to like yeah, there's some elements also as well of, like, cards and, like, you know, by no means is it Hearthstone, but, like, yeah, the cards that you play and, like, what you're setting up in that world, it it is strategic and you have to choose choose correctly. So, um, yeah, this game is uh, very unique. Probably not going to be for everybody, but if you can get into it, like, get past that initial hurdle, like, this to me kind of feels like FTL in a lot of ways in that, mm. like, FTL was like a totally different type of game that like people hadn't played before. And you, it took most people like when they played FTL a good amount of time to just get used to how the game plays. This is not like what you're used to. This feels very similar. Like you're going to fail a lot in the beginning because it's just not something you're used to. So, but if you can stick with it and uh, you know, keep with it, it's a good game. It's pretty cheap too. It's like 15 bucks on steam. It's not that expensive. So that's not bad. And I've already gotten like quite a bit of hours out of it, so. Cool. Um, cool. So yeah. Uh, 
maybe something else. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'll, I, this is going to be a tough thing to talk about, but uh, Apex Legends is now on the Switch, and I don't know how exactly I feel about it yet. Um, oh. It's... I like Apex Legends quite a bit. Like, it's one of the few kind of games of its types that I've been enjoying quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, it's Apex Legends on the Switch where the graphical sort of capabilities of the Switch are not nearly as comprehensive as some of the other devices that I play Apex Legends on. Like, I play Apex mm. Legends on my laptop i play it on well like on the acer predator i play it on my ps4 pro like these are all systems that run that game like at a really high frame rate with a really good graphical fidelity so to go from that to like playing it on the switch it's uh yeah a little little tough little <laughs> little little tough to get into um i will say this though i think like if this is like the kind of situation where maybe you this is not your primary way to play apex and maybe you just want to play it on the go occasionally this could fit a good niche for that i think mm. you know if, if this is something where you know you recognize its limitations and you're okay with the fact that like this is not going to be your main apex legends experience you're probably going to get some enjoyment out of it i know i did start to get into it in the sense that like there is some good ways that like they kind of incorporate the switches gyro controls. Like I noticed when I was playing in handheld mode, like you could move the console around and it would actually move around like your views. So you could actually like use it. Am I going to use that all the time? No, I'm probably just going to use a joystick to look around, but Hey, the option was there. So, um, yeah, man, all that and like breath of the wild doing that, all taken inspiration from really the community who were really into the Steam controller, which I am mm -hmm. proudly part of. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I think I think it's a really interesting innovation that like the community came out with, really, because I mean you're not really meant to aim with the controller, but it's no. really great for just fine tune adjustments, right? Like you use mm -hmm. your stick for most of the turning, and then when you're like, oh, I'm like so close to that guy's head, and you just kind of tilt, and boom, you're there. So yeah, I'm really glad that's sort of like seeping into all of these like handheld games. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and you know it's not to say that like this is bad because it's Apex Legends. Like it's it's good. It's a solid baseline experience, even if this version of Apex Legends is not my favorite. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know I was playing. I had my main thing is I had issues with aiming. Um. The controls on the Switch mixed with these gyro controls kind of made it a little hard to, like, keep an aim on an enemy. And in a shooting game, especially a competitive multiplayer one, that's kind of a big deal. Like, I I kind of, I don't know if there is a way to, like, turn off those gyro, gyro controls or whatever. But, like, yeah, that would be, uh, I should look into that. I, I don't want to, like, blast the game for not having that option, but maybe because maybe it does yeah. and i just haven't found it but i don't know it is this going to be your your number one way to play apex legends no is this maybe like you're going on a trip or something like that you just want to play apex legends in a car or you want to play apex legends on a plane or something yeah this could probably work quite well for that um 
I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. I, I think there's a few technical limitations holding it back. But at the same time, I do think there's going to be some ways that people are going to find that this is a, a good secondary way to play Apex Legends. Or maybe it is your primary way to, to play the game. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a few different ways this could swing for people. So, um, And then next up is Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, which is out on Switch. That's what I got it for. Funny enough, I was actually going to wait to get it on PC, but then um, one of the PR reps was like, I have a code for Switch. Do you want it? And I'm like, ah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll still want to play it on PC, but, you know, I, 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 I grabbed the code and I've been playing it on my Switch. Uh, I know, Jamie, you said you've enjoyed the game quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, I've been enjoying it too. I... I feel as if it's uh, a game that really it feels like every aspect of Crash Bandicoot across like the previous three games kind of rolled into one. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, like it feels like a, an encompassment of like all the other Crash Bandicoot games before it, um, and that's a good thing. Uh, it's also kind of a frustrating thing this game is not (laughs) easy this is Mm -hmm. a fucking hard game and like i've had so many infuriating moments with it uh but at the same time too like the 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 frustration comes from there's like silver gems on each level and you have to like do a certain number of criteria to unlock the gems and if you unlock like all six gems with a particular level you get a skin for crash or coco uh and it like it's frustrating when like I have like three or four out of the six and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I yeah, just, I, I want to always the one that's like, either you can, you can only die like three times or there's uh you have to get all the boxes. Those are the worst ones. <laughs> yeah. The boxes one I find, like I usually get 80% of them. I don't get a yeah. hundred and I don't right. know what's going on with that, but I, I have to like tell myself like, this is I can go back and revisit these levels, so I'm not gonna like worry too much about it. But part of me is also like just like get so frustrated. Like I was playing through the level and I was trying to get all the boxes and stuff, and yeah. But there's some cool improvements they make in this, and I don't know if these are necessarily Switch exclusive or if this was like in the other versions of the game. But I do like that little indicator where you're gonna land. Was mm-hmm. that in the other versions? Yeah, it's in the PS4 one. Uh, okay. Super helpful. Yeah, I've been using that quite a bit, especially with the Switch where like I feel like the controls are not 100% perfect. Uh it's good to like kind of show me where where I'm going to lay landing. And that's not like on the game itself. I just I I'm not the biggest fan of the Switch controls for some games like Apex Legends. But <laughs> in this game too, it it was like a little clunky at times and it's more so the hardware than the software, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not that far cause I've been trying to go through and get like the gems. So like, I feel like I'm, I'm on the second world right now. Yeah. I think um, that's about where I got before I, uh, put it down. Um, cause that first boss, pretty was pretty interesting but uh it took me a bit to get him yeah um yeah and there's just 
there's some weird things. Like there's some things with those boxes that you have to like invert the boxes so they appear and then you just, uh, there's, some, there's some cool mechanics in here so far. Oh yeah, the the, uh, the tiki power like flip the phase or whatever thing that they have. Yeah, that that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, there's a couple spots in some of those levels where you have to like time the flip while you're bouncing on boxes and then continue. Uh, that get a little frustrating. Did you do any of the bonus levels um, uh, with the I tapes? Did, I did like one, and I kept dying, so I gave up. Yeah, um, those are super rough. Uh, Doctor Cortex like has like a tape thing that you have to like break every box, but like it's a specific path that you have to do to get through it. And like if you you fuck up a jump, it's like. Do the yeah. whole thing over again. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And like, what I find is frustrating is like with that one in particular, like you have to like, sometimes like you have to be really strategic. Like, do you spin on that one so you can land on the other one? And yep. then sometimes you spin and you're still in the spin and it destroys the other one. You fall and you're like, ah, uh, I'm just getting frustrated. Like I was, yeah. I was, it was not a fun experience on that. And I was like, you know what? I'm backing out of this. Like I, I'll come back and revisit it, but um, yeah, no, I did try to do that one, and I was not getting far. Like I said, this game is frustrating, and but the thing is, the frustration is all from these optional things. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to do these. It's not like I'm feeling like I'm stuck in progression. Like I'm still going through, and hypothetically, like I could probably just turn my brain off and keep doing it, but I don't really. I, I, I'm I keep thinking like oh, I could just get the, all these silver gems and get that stupid crash costume which i probably will just i don't know i wish if i had like one complaint i wish the gems would just compile as like this like thing outside of like each level where like if you collect three you just have a total of three and it just builds towards it so if you want Mm. like all the outfits you could you would still have to get all of them but maybe like perhaps just to get like some level of progression you could feel like you're maybe still getting some if you were to like go through and just do uh, a couple levels and still unlock some. So that's like my only right. point. I wish like that was handled a little better. Uh, mm. I'd give this like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm nowhere close to done, but like I'd give this at present around an eight out of 10. We'll see where things go as I play more. Nice. Okay. Um, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh boy, this is the main one I've been playing aside from Bald, uh, Bravely Default 2. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 got its big patch 4, and with that comes Druids. And Druids are fun, Druids are cool, Druids are everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, uh, there's two different ways you can play the Druid, but the one there's one that's like a little more like nature spell focused, but like there's not enough of those spells in early access to make it worth it. There's the mm-hmm. one where you can turn into different shapes of animals. That is the one that I've been playing as, and it is a blast. So basically like you can transform into different animals. So like bears, wolves, ravens, uh, stuff like that. The Raven, I'm a little disappointed. Can't just, fly anywhere like you would just think a raven can fly like that's just a thing that ravens can do instead it's got like a really long jump but it doesn't weird yeah um i'm really frustrated Um. about that because a raven raven can fly why can't ravens fly in this game um 
But yeah, like there's like a badger. The badger is really good for enemy encounters because you can basically burrow underground, go like behind a group or like go up above to like a high point and then attack from above or attack from behind or whatever. So the badger is really cool. The bear is just a brute beast and you can just like claw people to death. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, and the best part was they were teasing this, but when you go to Druid's Grove as a Druid, the story completely changes like huh. your, your interactions and how you interact with the different people and how the outcomes go were so totally different than what I was doing when I was playing as like say a hunter or a mage or warrior or whatever so yeah um I'm at I'm currently at like the max level for my druid for um this for early access I think the max level is like four I want to say but yeah yeah, I'm at that level and I'm um, I'm enjoying the druid quite a bit. Um, you know, if if this means we gotta wait a little more, but we get a few more classes over time, I'm gonna be here for that. I I'm already enjoying the druid. Uh, kind of want to see what they bring next, but I haven't fully completed the campaign with the druids, so kind of want to see like whatever else they throw in there. But yeah, so far druid's a good addition to Baldur's Gate three. Nice. Uh, and then I did play two hours worth of Cyberpunk 2077, so I will oh. eventually finish that game. Eventually. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I, I'm. It's a game that like I like to play, but like I play it for a bit, and then for whatever reason, like it seems to really heat up the laptop that I'm playing on the Acer Predator. Like it just starts oh, getting like, yeah. really hot, and I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem like a good idea. We should maybe take yeah. it later. Yes, it's very fit, very demanding on the the laptop, <laughs> but it uh, it does still look good. It just gets real hot. Yeah, and it's probably the settings I have it at too. Like I could probably make it look uglier, but I'm like, no, let's just let's just <laughs> tempt fate. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I can mention Hearthstone as always, but at this point, I'm just saving up <laughs> gold for the new expansion. That's all I'm doing. Although I will say this, like they've made changes to the battle pass, and I feel like I'm getting more gold now than I did before. So just thought I'd add that in there that the battle pass is not as terrible as some people are making it out to be. I I know Blizzard was saying like you'll act, you might get more gold than you did before, and I think in my case I definitely am. Like uh, I feel like in the previous expansions, like at a certain point I'd stop using my gold and I would start saving it up for the expansion. Usually I would be able to say about like 2,000, 3,000 gold, which is like 20 or 30 packs. This one I'm already at like 40 or 4,000 uh, gold, so enough for 40 packs. And, you know, keep in mind too that like I there's still probably another week or so until it comes out. So I could probably even reach 5,000 gold, 50,000, 50 packs. So it's, yeah, I'm going to say it's not as bad as people are painting it out to be. <laughs> um cool dennis what have you been playing these days i finally finished control and nice. all its dlcs so i'll talk a bit about the dlcs because i've talked about the base game enough i think um in short yeah get the dlcs they're great <laughs> they're yeah. really solid um there's like two one is called the foundation which is an entirely new area in the bureau in the oldest house uh and it's what it sounds like it's like the very bottom level where the foundation is and 
it doesn't it the aesthetics are not the same like um in the building you know usually it looks like an office building they got what do they call it the brutalist architecture with all the hard concrete corners and stuff now when you get to the foundation it's actually it's actually like a cave system um okay with a lot of like mysterious holes where light comes through uh and the ground is sort of like a red dirt mm. rather interesting um but yeah so 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 you you do get i would say two newish powers but they're not kind of a the same i'd say i don't know quality is that the right word they're not the same as like the powers you would get in the main game Right. And these powers include, um, because in this foundation area, there are like these mineral formations, like large rocks that seem to want to retain their shape. Um, and one of your powers is to be able to like morph it. Um, for example, they'll be along the, wi uh, the walls and you need to get somewhere up high. And then you can kind of use this power sort of just like how you're levitating stuff. And you instead pull the crystals out of the wall, mm. so you have a platform for like a couple of seconds before it like retracts back to like the shape that it kind of remembers. And then the secondary power is your guns then can destroy the crystals and then they grow back. So okay. um, yeah, so, so some new mechanics, fairly interesting. But I mean, you probably would play it mostly for the story, which is also pretty cool and. I don't want to spoil anything, but I guess hmm, I guess the only thing, yeah, it's not a spoiler, but the only thing like you may be wondering while you're playing through the main game, uh, I guess yeah, spoiler warning, just in case if you're very sensitive, but you eventually you're looking for people as you go through the main story, and one of the people you find is the head of security. Um, uh, shoot, what's her name? Uh, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot her name. But there's a lady who's the head of security, and after you get her, uh, well, not after yeah, after you meet up with her in the main game, she just disappears, and you find out that the foundation is where she went, and you kind of can figure mm -hmm. out why through the DLC. Yeah. So yeah, really solid. Um, just more of the same. New enemy types, different area. There's a little bit of like. Um, well, the way the area is laid out, it's I, th I think it's kind of clever. You know, you sort of have to... There's like four main objectives you have to complete in order to complete your goal of the DLC. Um, and you do a tiny bit of backtracking, but it's not like laborious. I think, I think they've like balanced the amount of content and the gameplay and like the new stuff fairly well in the first DLC. So yeah, again, totally get it. I think it's, it's worth it. Um, yeah. Uh, wait, you guys haven't played it yet, right? I have. The DLC? It. No. Yeah. I haven't played the DLC. I've okay, played both so DLCs. Can... I would also reiterate that, yeah, you should pick them both up because they're both fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I think yeah. I think if you you sleep on those, you're missing the whole experience, in my opinion. But uh, Right, yeah. I mean, if you even remotely like the base game, I think you should just Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's they're like, so yeah. good. They're, this, they're more of the same great quality gameplay and story and 
And if you're like me, who, which is weird, because I don't usually like collectibles, but I, I mean, I don't go out of my way too far to try to find them all. But mm. you know, I just love reading every single piece of literature you can find in that game. It's like yeah, I, I definitely out of it is so great. Yeah. I definitely remember reading every single paper that you pick up because all of the the writing in that game was super interesting. It yeah. was, yeah, man, yeah. So you'll find more of those, more recordings. Um, in that first DLC. Nice. And then the second DLC is AWE, which again, this is the one that like most people are excited for, including myself, yeah. because it ties into the uh, story of Alan Wake. Um, I'm gonna straight off the bat, I'm gonna say, I wish it had sort of even more of a crossover, hmm. but it's, I mean, it's clearly like set in the same universe. They're talking about it, you know, as if it's one of those um, paranormal events that sort of the bureau is responsible for investigating and things like that. So, yeah, similar idea. I think there's like roughly four major points of interest that you kind of have to get through uh, in that DLC to uh, complete your objective, which I, I don't want to say what it is. Uh, I'll let you guys play and figure that out. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's definitely tied to Alan Wake and. In this DLC, all the literature you can pick up is, you know, very interesting because it, it gives you much more background about, like, how the Bureau perceived the Alan Wake event. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and I think they've mentioned that they're working on, like, some kind of game that would, like, combine those two together. So, I mean, it's obviously, like, I think that it's seems maybe on like a superficial level to be kind of silly, but you realize like there, no, there's something up here and you know, time will tell what that actually looks like, but I'm curious. Oh yeah. I, yeah. If they're doing that, I'm totally looking forward to that game. I mean, I liked Alan Wake as is. I love this game. So yeah. give me more, give me more. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Similar idea. I, there's not really any new powers in the second DLC. It's mostly the same thing, mm. but the gameplay is a bit um, different because you're dealing with, like in Alan Wake, you're dealing with like darkness and mm. light sometimes plays a role in the gameplay. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to say much more, but definitely get it. I think like if you're getting any DLC, oh, actually, oh man, I I don't know. Between the two, I feel like they're both really good. I can't even pick. Yeah. Just get them both. They're great. Yeah, I think like I want to say like the season pass includes both. I've seen it on sale a lot of the times, and also there's the complete edition, so that would include both anyways. Like, yep. I'm gonna just reiterate, yeah, just just pick them both up. They're both fantastic. I I do agree that the Alan Wake one doesn't. Feel, I think it's natural to the story as the other one, but I mean, it's still cool. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, solid. Um, that's mostly what I've been playing. I then uh, blew through uh, the game Catherine. Nice. The classic edition, which is like, you know, the one that they released initially, because I think they added another edition that had some slightly more content. So I, I, did, I didn't own that one. I owned the classic version, so I played the classic version. Um, yeah, I mostly played it for the story, so I kind of just set it on easy and tried to blow through, uh, blow through it. And the story is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? The, it's, it's a really weird story. It's very, like, 
engaging though i was very invested to know what the hell happens in the end yeah <laughs> but it is just weird i mean like it's yeah it's very japanese i feel like <laughs> they, oh, they do some weird shit um but yeah i mean if you're not too familiar with it it's about a guy who like kind of cheats on his girlfriend after the girlfriend tells him that she's pregnant and he's like having commitment issues and he's like freaking out over how to resolve this uh cheating that he's um done that he was you know intoxicated during so he wasn't completely you know all there and now he's has to face sort of the consequences and figure out what to do with them and at the same time uh, every night he gets transported into this weird dream world among with a bunch of other men who I think talks about cheating as well. So then they're forced to climb basically this tower made of boxes, these cubes. Mm. Um, and that's the gameplay. So the gameplay is you, you're playing the game in during the, during these like dreams where you're shifting boxes and you're stacking them in such a way that they become stairs. And that way you can climb all the way up and uh, they kind of augment that gameplay as you go through the story um, with, like, different kinds of boxes. There's, like, then enemies among, uh, like, you know, the boxes who are also either trying to climb up or they're trying to impede you from climbing up. Um, and then end of every night, there's sort of, like, quote-unquote boss fight where there's a big scary monster that is also preventing you from climbing up and they have like their own unique sort of powers to try to impede you um yeah not a huge fan of the gameplay mm. it's part puzzle part i don't even know what you call it yeah I, I would say it's more of a puzzle game um i i mean for me like i think in order for me to get through the story the gameplay is passable uh, I'm really glad I played it on easy because I don't think I would be willing to like retry over and over and over again on any higher difficulty just so I can get through the story. Like I just, I just get me to the next part of the story. That's that was pretty much my entire mentality playing through the game. Mm -hmm. That said, the game is pretty solid too. Um, so I mean, if you like Atlas games like Persona and those things. Uh, this is not quite the same, but it's got the same feel. You know, it's got the same sort of like uh, socializing-ish gameplay aspect. Very light, though. Right. Um, or if you're just thirsty and you want to look at anime boobies, you can play this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's It's got a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, but really, if you if you want like a just a weird story, this is pretty solid too. I I think I would give this game like a seven out of ten. Okay. Whereas like the control DLCs, I would give like nine and a half out of ten. So go get that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much Catherine. I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. I find it very engaging, but the story is weird and the ending is weird. Yeah. Although I think there's multiple endings, so maybe I should go watch some other endings. I have to double check that. Um, but the one I got like made sense because you do make choices throughout the game, and they're they're not they're very like just binary. You know, you can choose one thing or the other, and it kind of uh, kind of gauges whether you know you want to be tied down to a relationship or not. But yeah, it's 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 neat. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Okay. What else did I play? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting game. So this is sort of a puzzle game called Opus Magnum, and it is uh like the setting and all that stuff doesn't really matter but basically that you're like an alchemist and you're forging things um but the way they do it is they give you sort of a hex grid and they give you a target like a, a product that you want to synthesize and it you can kind of like if you remember like going through school and those like molecule models it's like that it's like think of like bunch of circles connected together with sticks um, and you're trying to synthesize a product like that um, but the way you do it is you build automation to do it so you would have things like an arm with a clamp that you can pick up uh, like an uh, atom or an element and then there's like things you can place onto this like table this hex grid um, that modifies the element because you're doing alchemy um, and then there's things that like bond two things together and therefore giving you like sort of the stick in between that holds them together. So you're, you're literally building like automation to piece together these dots with lines at the okay. end of the day. And it sounds like kind of boring, but it really isn't. Um, it's actually oddly satisfying once you solve the puzzle. It's... It's not bad. I think like it's not a game I can sit there for hours and play, but in small bursts of like, okay, I'll do like two puzzles today or like, you know, three. It's it's fun that way. Um, and if you want, like, you can check out the store page and maybe like this this maybe the Steam community page or something where you see gifts of because it has like a built-in gift feature that like takes a gif of the um, you know the automation process and you can kind of share that with your friends. I, I saw a few on Steam where it just looks crazy. It like, yeah, like if you like factorial and building automation things like there, I think you'll like this game. It's sort of pretty. It's pretty different, but it like I think it tickles the same part of your brain. It's it's very nice. Um, yeah, just to watch your like automation go. So like besides putting things on the table a certain way, so you also write like quote unquote the programming for it so you can give it like an instruction over time and you have to give each like arm that manipulates these these objects an instruction and it can like move on rails it can bend some of them can extend um yeah so it, it's fun it like at the end of it you get to watch it go and yeah i mean i get some pleasure out of that i think it's pretty solid but yeah, I mean, I, it's not amazing. So I think I'll also give this game a 7 out of 10. I think this will speak to a subset of people who just really like these kinds of puzzle games. Right. Yeah, but at least I think, like, look at one of the GIFs. They just look cool <laughs> just watching the automation go. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And super quickly, just going to touch on my friend Pedro, which I just started. It's a silly game. It's fun. It's like one of those 2D side scrolling games that you can, uh, where you like kind of break out of like a game's hideout and stuff. And you're, I don't know what the heck you play as a ninja guy. I don't know. There's a floating <laughs> banana talking to you. You got guns and you're shooting people and they can deflect off pans and you can slow time down and you can dodge bullets. It's, it's wacky fun. It's great. It came out like, Really recently, if I remember correctly, like last year or something, or maybe the year before, but it's it's solid. I think I think yeah, this is it's just 
it's just a fun game. There's not much depth to it, but it doesn't need to be. Um, it's silly and fun. And, you know, if you're one of those people who want to go for, like, high scores, this is one of those games that you really can, like, you know, try to beat your friend's score and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll talk about it a little more next time and give it a score. But so far, I like it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. That's it. Awesome. Jamie, what have you been playing these days? Uh, So, yeah, I've been playing... Uh... More Call of Duty, but I will not talk about it. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, but also, I played a couple puzzle games. Um, so the first one was the free PS5 game for March. It's called Maquette. Um, it's basically like kind of like got a witness feel to it where you're just kind of walking around first person and solving puzzles but the puzzles are more just like how to navigate the the world that you're in so like you'll be like oh i have to get across this bridge to open this door and like how do i do that um the twist is like the game is kind of like you're a world you're in a world and inside that world there is a representation of the world called a maquette that is like a smaller model of the world so like um like you're in a courtyard and inside the middle of the courtyard there's a a scale model of the courtyard with everything in it uh, and there are things that you can do to kind of manipulate the world by manipulating the maquette so like for instance the first puzzle you'll find out you have to solve in the game there's like a giant block that's blocking the path and you can't move it because it's huge, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if you go to the maquette, you can see that version of the block, and it is a smaller version uh, that you can actually touch and move. And when you move it in the maquette, it moves it in the actual world. So, like, you'll move the... It, it's kind of like you move things around in the maquette to, to solve puzzles in your actual world. Uh, and... There's some other interesting aspects to uh, size manipulation and some things like that. So, like, if you take something in the the larger world and move it, and you can and you can put it in certain places so that you could pick it up in the smaller version and have a smaller uh, representation of that item, and then solve a puzzle with that piece of it. Like so. It's it's very much like trying to figure out like where do I need to do things in the real world so that I can access them in the the miniature version and then where do I have to do things in the miniature version so I can access them in the real world and progress through all these puzzles. Um so yeah, it's 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 kind of a cool like logical exercise where you have to you know figure out where you have to do these things to to get things to the right size or or move them in the right place. Um yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. I really only got through like the first area. There's like four little mini puzzles you got to solve, I think, um, and then you move on to another story section. And then I haven't really played that one too much yet. But yeah, it's it seems like they're doing some creative things with trying to figure out like, um, you know, how to how to traverse the world with these various. Uh, objects in in the miniature and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I'd say. Considering I didn't have to buy it and it was a free PS uh, Plus game, like it's definitely worth the the price because it, you know yeah. I got it for free. 
I, I think I'd still probably pay for it if it was like you know on the cheaper side. But yeah, it's it's good so far. Uh, I don't know if I played enough to re- to give it a review score, but it's still trending for me towards like a seven or an eight. Um, so I'm enjoying okay. it so far. Nice. Uh, the other game I picked up was uh, it's called The Last Campfire. Okay. Uh, it's the game that uh, the people that made uh, uh, No Man's Sky, I think Hello Games, uh, they uh, put that out. Uh, I think this mm. past fall is when it came out. Um, it's very much a another like adventure puzzle game. Uh, so you're like this little. Uh, uh, character called the Ember, uh, and you're kind of just walking around this area that it seems like they're telling you that it's like this purgatory or like the afterlife, uh, and you're trying to like help people like move on to the next phase of their afterlife by completing these puzzles. It's kind of weird. Uh, so you, you'll like move around, you'll find like a, a, a another one of the creatures that you are in the game and they're like kind of like a statue and when you interact with them uh it'll like transport you to this like little mini puzzle that you'll have to solve it's either like uh get to the end and and touch this thing or like move a box to the end and, and you can open a chest or something like that and then you'll be able to help them uh reconnect to their soul or something like that and then you know you you move on to the next character and, and try to solve that puzzle. So it's okay. it's kind of interesting. Uh, the story seems pretty decent so far. The puzzles aren't super challenging yet, but I can definitely see where they're getting, like, some of them can be a little bit more uh, in-depth than the others. So, uh, again, I'm still pretty early in that one as well. I think I got through, like, the first world, and then I, I uh, took a break. Uh, but, yeah, I think there was, like, eight, like, little miniature puzzles I had to solve to get through it. Uh, one of them I did get stuck on because I refused to backtrack, and apparently oh. there is some backtracking to do in that game. Because um, I thought, like, oh, everything that I can do must be in this area. And then it was like, no, you definitely can't do anything else until you go all the way to the other side of this area that, that uh, you have available. And then there's, like one item that you could get and then it was like oh now it makes sense why i couldn't progress past this because uh it doesn't really give you like an indication like hey you just can't go any further until you find this item that's like nowhere near where you are right now um so that was a little frustrating but uh once i figured that part out it was fine Uh, okay yeah, it's it's pretty solid game. I think it right now I picked it up. It was like ten bucks on the on the PlayStation Store because it was on sale. Um, totally worth that. Uh, and yeah, I think I would give this one uh, an eight out of ten so far. But uh, yeah, I'll play some more and, and let you know if that changes or not. Um, okay. So yeah, pretty good. The last game I've been playing, uh, I picked up again because there was a sale because of March tenth, which is Mario Day. Uh, but Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, oh. was on sale. So yeah, I picked that up because I I'd been meaning to play it for like years now, and I just never got around to to getting it. Uh, so I figured for the price, it was like twenty bucks off or something like that. It was a pretty good deal. Yeah, um, that's a that's a game that I played drunkenly with friends on. Many I can days. see that being a lot of fun because <laughs> it's it's like it's like it's a pretty good version of tennis, but like the the little like power up. Uh, shots that they put in the game like there's a pretty cool like counter 
to everything that you could do. Like, so so Mario Tennis is, is you know there's standard tennis moves where you can do like a lob shot or, or a slice or you know backspin on the ball and all that crap, and that's all fine. And the tennis physics feel pretty good. Um, but there's also this whole like mechanic where like if you charge up your meter enough and and you do these certain things, you can do different special shots. So they have like a zone shot where yeah. um, you can, you know, slow down time and aim it anywhere on the court. And then if you, uh, if the other player has, has to block it, like with a precise timing, otherwise like their racket will take damage and stuff like that, which is pretty neat. Uh, there, and if you have meter, you can also use it to slow down time so that blocking those shots is easier and then if you get like a full bar, you can do like a super shot, which is a little bit harder to block. Um, I've only played it so far. There's like a story mode that you basically start off playing um, where you're just Mario and it becomes like tennis RPG um, where you play through, you know, various tennis matches and some extra little puzzly situations. Uh, and as you play, you level up Mario's, you know, abilities and uh, speed and, and uh, you know, uh, accuracy and stuff like that um so it, it it definitely has like that rpg adventure kind of feel to it um mm. which is kind of cool uh i definitely think that uh since there is like a versus mode i think there's online too right like yeah there is yeah yeah so i i do want to get to that point where i can play some other people uh because i feel like it would be a lot of fun and i'm trying to get my wife to play because i think that uh kicking her ass at tennis would be kind of cool uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's the the super shots make it seem like a lot of fun uh the story is actually surprisingly interesting for what i i was not expecting there to be like a story in the tennis game i figured it was just gonna be like play through a bunch of mario tennis and they'd have weird levels and that'd be it uh, but there is like a whole like you're trying to find five gems to fix this cursed racket that Luigi touched or something like that. It's real yeah. weird. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was fun. So Mario Tennis is uh, about as frantic and exciting as you would expect from those Mario sports games. So yeah, I could definitely see we're getting get having some some drinks and playing with uh, your friends would be like. Uh, a lot of fun so it's almost too yeah. much fun that's the <laughs> yeah I, I imagine there's also like some like some fights that would start in uh <laughs> in certain situations where it's like you son of a bitch using that super shot on me um, oh yeah like, yeah i just when you mentioned that game i had instantly had some nostalgia for like back when you could hang out with people uh, right and like yeah like i when that game first came out like i got it and we were playing like and yeah it was just like a fun it's surprisingly a, a fun party game i would just say that like it's, yeah but i do really enjoy it like like you say like the mechanics of that game are really good it's probably better than some people would even think to consider so yeah, I was surprised at like the amount of strategy that you can have just by like when to use the right the special shots and like when to waste your meter on counter and when to just like take a take a hit and let it go and yeah. uh yeah, the the special like conditions they have on some of the matches are pretty cool too. Like it's like, oh, there's a mirror on this one where if you hit it like the ball it gets knocked back at you in a certain uh spot where the this other mirror is. Um and they have some like skill based like missions where it's like oh you have to hit all these 
targets and stuff like that and uh they range from easy to difficult uh like i think i'm the one i'm in now like i'm, I'm in a room with a giant mirror and i have to like break certain bubbles in a specific order or something yeah. like that but yeah it, it really makes you like get used to like you know where to position shots uh whereas like a lot of the times in those tennis games it's just like just hit the ball wherever i don't know like yeah <laughs> so you have to you have to think about like how to place the the shots a little bit more because of those other levels that they have so it's kind of cool um yeah, I like it a lot. I think I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10, maybe even a 10 out of 10, because it's so much fun uh, so far. So I'm excited to play with some other people. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, yeah, we'll see what... I don't even know what's coming out anymore. I've lost track of like time. It's just... It, time's a construct, <laughs> but... Well, Is there... Is there anything in April? I'm trying to think. Like, there's like the near remake. I think is coming out in April. Yeah, I think not I don't, much else. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like what's coming out. Honestly, like the only one that I'm like the most excited for that's coming out probably anytime soon is the new Far Cry. That one I'm pretty excited for. Yeah, Resident Evil comes out in May. That's the next game I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah, we got that. Oh my gosh, I almost mm-hmm. forgot about that. <laughs> that's that's the one with the big vampire lady, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Big sexy vampire oh. that everyone likes. <laughs> well, I guess there's Pokemon Snap in April. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we lest we forget that. Uh, yeah. There's that, but we'll see what what happens. All right. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye-bye.